Welcome to the floor of fantasy and sci-fi lore. We are continuing into the MonsterVerse, uh, starting with the first episode of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. We're going to dive into the lore points. We're going to have a discussion about some of the Godzilla protocols and uh, what we think of them and how we'd maybe approach some of that. And all of that is in that episode. If that is what you're looking for, this is the episode for you. If not, hit up the Patreon and hit up one of the collections for something that you are looking for. Roll the intro. Do you remember the first story that was so spellbinding it drove you to break the rules and stay up all night to keep reading, keep watching, keep playing? So good you forgot your life and lived there? So good the moment it ended you asked yourself, what next? Welcome. To the floor. Our goal is to take you back, take you deeper, to explore and understand more, and relive that childlike wonder. Join us as we dive deep into humanity's greatest stories, no matter how they are told, through books, movies, television, even games. One of us does an in-depth research on the topic. One of us is familiar with the topic. And one of us knows nothing. So the right questions will always be asked and addressed for anyone coming into the topic, regardless of how much you know. Enjoy another world, another adventure, another spellbinding story. Join us on the floor. Welcome back. We are diving into the MonsterVerse, specifically into Monarch Legacy of Monsters. If you haven't checked out our previous episode, it's a recap of everything that's gone on so far in the MonsterVerse universe. We also have a bunch more episodes we did about a year and a half ago. We'll go into more detail on what happened in the universe. Uh, so check either of those out or just start here if you just want to learn about Monarch Legacy of Monsters specifically. Joe, do you remember anything about the Monsterverse? Uh, bits and pieces. Uh, this is like a, a random question. Did we ever do like an introduction to the Monsterverse, like what inspired it and, and where these kaiju stories came from and everything? I don't remember. When we first talked about Godzilla, we talked about how yeah, it's a euphemism for uh, the nuclear bombs. Okay. And we did and we did one for Kong, too, like loosely, but since then we've kind of dialed it in. Okay, okay. Right. Just, just making sure we've got that in. My understanding is that Monarch is an introduction to the later Godzilla storyline and lore. Like, the first Godzilla movies, it was just this monster coming out and destroying Japan. And then the later movies introduced this idea of this corporation, Monarch, that's doing all this research on these mutos. They've kind of known about them for a long time doing their research, but most other people haven't. They've kind of kept all this secret. Um, and they've also been experimenting on them. I think, what is it, in... In one of the Godzilla movies, they've like figured out this sound to have an impact on the mutos. The frequencies. Uh, yeah, the frequency and some other stuff like that. Yes? Is this what you're looking for? Yeah. No, all of so, that's so good uh, so far. The, the story, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, seems a lot more about uh, the people who did the research that the government took and then created the organization called Monarch off of their research. So, so hang on. Are you telling me that the TV show Monarch is actually about Monarch 
and less about the kaiju? <laughs> yes. So actually, so it's, it's really crazy. So it really zooms in microscopically because the kaiju is like the macro level of what's going right. on. And Monarch is really a micro level of, of like what's going on in the world because you have to understand these monsters don't live on the human's planet. The humans live on the monster's planet. That's an interesting perspective to bring to the show, yeah. So with, with that being like the, the perspective, when you're watching Monarch, you really feel that. Mm, that's, I am looking forward to, that, to them getting me into that perspective. That sounds cool. Because even even in like uh, Godzilla versus Kong or Godzilla King of Monsters, like any of those other ones, the human story always felt kind of like it was just added to have some actors. Like sometimes there was some good storyline behind it, but it never really felt like it fit in these monster stories. Whereas Monarch Legacy of Monsters really puts you in perspective, like in the shoes of these people. Yeah, so... Like one of the things we we see early on is uh, uh, she's getting off of an airplane, and before she can real quick, she is Cat uh, Randa. She is the granddaughter of Bill Randa, played by Jim or John <laughs> Goodman in, in yeah. Kong Skull Island. And so this this is after G Day uh, when Godzilla attacked, and and so now they're living in this uh, post like Godzilla world right and and so they're taking these new precautions and so one of them is they're spraying the plane down for parasites before these people can get off on this international flight right and they're like wait why so why does that have to do with Godzilla? well they pointed out that like this is false security right and saying like this is a protective layer that'll help uh keep the monsters away oh great question Joe it has nothing to do with Godzilla. It has everything to do with controlling the psyche of the Yes, masses. yes. That's what it's about, right? Be like, we have developed this scent. The monsters don't like it. We spray down the plane. You will be safe. And like back back in there, like the, the scientist is like, the data really doesn't say that at all. It's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that in your advertising. Be like, nah, we can say that. It's fine. <laughs> They'll like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and if the... Scientists like or doctor disagrees. You just fire him and find a new yeah, one. He'll yeah, do it. Yeah, that's that's where your your uh, your your CEO has a conversation with the scientist. Be like, look, if you can word the paper like this, we'll give you four million dollars. Just if you just this, we just need <laughs> this wording in the abstract on your scientific paper. He's like, well, it's not entirely accurate. Be like, is it four million dollars accurate though? He's like, it may be. It may be four million dollars accurate. <laughs> So, so we we were playing a video game once. We were playing uh, Remnant, and I walked into a room, and Joe was walking out, and I found a treasure chest in there that he didn't find. And I was like, Joe, did you search this room? He goes, Yeah. And I said, Did you search to the best of your ability? And he was like, uh, No. So I think instead of saying that, I'm just going to start saying, uh, Is it a four million dollars? <laughs> four million dollars. Um, so like one of the things. Uh, uh, this uh, scene with the airplane reminded me of is uh, uh, when they were telling school children in case of a nuclear attack, climb under your desk. 
this was a, a false security thing. The, the climbing yes, under your would desk do will do nothing. But it's telling them there's something you can do that will make you feel safer to help yeah. calm the population. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Legacy of Monsters opens with a flashback to 1973 when Bill Randa is on Skull Island. You remember watching that movie, mm-hmm. right, Joe? So he's running from one of them mama long legs. Wait, he's, he's running? running out to the beach. So he's on well, it's, Skull it, Island. This version of running. And right, but I mean, this is John Goodman. <laughs> he's like <laughs> old and very, very heavy. Yeah, there's a there's a mommy long legs after him. There's there's a reason worth running. He's on his camera talking to his son uh, Hiroshi Randa, just apologizing like on a on a camera, and then he takes the camera and he puts it in a water safe bag and he gets to the edge of a beach and as the spider's coming up to him he throws it in and this uh, giant crab comes out and fights the spider oh wow yeah it's, it's pretty cool after they after they fight they uh, both fall in the water and so he's just like left looking at the thing the camera he just threw in there like dang it I'm not getting that back because <laughs> they both <laughs> fell into the water he just threw it in yeah right no, he, yeah he, they're he, in that it was water. his last like, ditch nope. of being like alright I'm going to die, but this needs to live on. Throw it in the ocean, hope for the best. And then he lives, but both those monsters fall into the ocean. He's like, shoot. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, like, he doesn't know what other monsters are in yes. that water. It, he just knows those two title mites are, are in it right mite? now, for sure. So me and Eli thought it'd be easier to come up with a name for the monsters that aren't quite titans, the but b- they're definitely not just the big ones on Earth. Skull Island, right? Or anything in between. But we call them titomites because they're ti- tiny mites compared to titans. Nah. Okay, so that's that's a U word. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an official word we just came up with, and made up. Okay, we're gonna fast forward to 2013. Uh, this is when the tapes are found from a Japanese fishing vessel, and then the the intro rolls. We're gonna probably talk a lot more about this intro this intro is really interesting because it's it's a duality of Hiroshi Randa's life basically uh, on half of it well we're going to get into it a lot more but it's it's a duality so we'll skip to 2014 when we meet uh, Kat Randa she she got basically this a is call or... granddaughter right yes okay. yes so Hiroshi Randa is the son and then Kat Randa received news that her dad's plane went down and they've lost him. Um, and so she goes to Japan because she found in one of his desk drawers his keys and uh, lease to a apartment. And they don't in live in Japan. They live in San Francisco, which is where Godzilla attacked in 2014. And this is happening in 2015. She was she was in San Francisco yeah, when yeah, she was very traumatized by it. Oh, so very. Yeah, I I can see that is traumatizing. Well, we're gonna get to her flashback in a little bit, but uh, so she's on the plane. She sees the spray for parasite. She's like, "What are they even doing?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, it just makes people feel good, so that's why they do oh, it." Oh, he's honest with her. He, uh, he's like a random no, stranger. No, it's the guy sitting next to her. Oh, okay. Yes, the random stranger is honest with her. That okay. is true. The, so the airline company is like, this will keep the monsters away. And the random stranger's like, yeah, that's BS. <laughs> yeah, that's the dumbest you think thing. You they know anything about these creatures? 
<laughs> then she gets in a in a taxi and she's driving to to the uh, apartment. Sees a bunch of missiles up on just like parapets and stuff. Yeah. And this is before Godzilla, King of Monsters. So this means that Japan basically heard about San Francisco a year ago and was like, okay, we're beefing up security. That is interesting. Interesting to see this, the, the post-Godzilla world. That is interesting. The, the other thing that's really cool is in the airport when she's walking to get her cab, she's walking through, you'll see all the TVs. You know how at the airport you get all the ads? Yes. Like, on, like big screens. So you'll see ad for this, ad for that. Godzilla protocol. Yeah, yeah, there's Godzilla protocols everywhere now. Wow. There's like on the grounds, like where you'd see like fast lane, slow lane, handicap yeah. over here. There's Godzilla stuff, like walk this way. If, you if have Godzilla, Godzilla taxes, taxes, taxes. walk <laughs> over here. And like, I feel like you're yeah. walking. <laughs> if you're walking locations. anywhere during a Godzilla attack, somebody's made a bad decision. Right. I mean, even, even, even Bill Randa in his 60s, maybe 70s. Overweight knows you run, right? <laughs> you run, you don't walk. And then I said, you run. <laughs> All right, let's run out into an intermission. Okay, so we have been mentioning at the end of our episodes recently about the treasure room, how, as Aaron likes to describe it, in the floor we go deep into things, but in the treasure room we kind of go wide. And we wanted to give people who have never been in the treasure room uh, a little bit of a sample. So going forward, we'll probably be uh, putting in little bits and pieces here. So here is a small clip uh, from the treasure room. We hope you enjoy it and are interested in uh, learning more in there. All right, so I think one, we got to break this down into three parts. One, what do you know about the monsters and what can you do about it? Two, what are your shots in the dark that may or may not work, but will persuade people and look like they work? And three, what are the things you put in place that do nothing and you know that, but give people peace of mind, right? Those are your three pieces. All right, so we're talking about these uh, Godzilla protocols and uh, and shortly after, well, I know you want to cover the micro here. I, I was going to jump to when the siren goes off, but. Oh, the, the siren's a, a good one to talk about. I would, I would, let's go there in a sec. Let's just rush through to it. So this, this girl that we're following right now is the granddaughter, Kat Randa of Bill Randa. So she's driving with, uh, the taxi guy and they're talking about the all the missiles and everything and then he mentions that uh it's all a big hoax and she gets a little bit confused and then he's like yeah dude they did it with cgi cgi <laughs> i have a podcast so you can right this it. guy who's like the government's lying to us yeah yeah it, it felt like a throwback but forwards actually to godzilla king of monsters because in that one of the guys had yeah. a podcast like that, the guy they went to go have help him. Yeah, uh, eleven. She, what's her name? She gets the the, the uh, one guy and and like does the 
tap or no tap, right? Like that's his test to see if he trusts them if they drink tap water or not. <laughs> so drinking <laughs> tap water is wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They put the heavy metals in there, dude. They must and fluoride and yeah, metanase. Yeah, it is. I wonder how you feel about the water people drank in ancient history. And in fact, throughout most of human history. (laughs) Did the government put fluoride in their water? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's uh, that's a little sideways tangent. Anyways, she ends up at the apartment. She finds a key that works for it on the keychain she found in her dad's drawer. Walks in, sees all these pictures on the wall of him and a family. And then this lady and kid are like, who the heck are you? Hang on, rewind that? I'm confused. Oh, you too, huh? So, uh, Kate Randa gets word that her dad died. Finds a key to an apartment in uh, Tokyo. Okay. Yeah, so she finds a key to his apartment back in his desk drawer. And the key is to, she found a lease as well to an Uh apartment in Tokyo. She takes the keychain there. And one of the keys works and opens the apartment door. So she's like, oh, my dad had a secret apartment in Tokyo. I should go figure this out. Right, and the family lives in the secret apartment. Yeah. And there's a picture of her dad there as well. With this family. So second family. Yeah. Yeah, see? Now you're you're where we are. I had to watch this like (laughs) two times (laughs) to really understand. So I was like, what? People do that? So anyways, uh, meets the family. Uh, we're now introducing Kentaro Randa and Emiko Randa. Uh, Kentaro Randa is the boy. It's about the same age as our girl, Kat. Uh, she's obviously very flustered and confused by this. Uh, so she gets up and leaves. It, it's Kate, not And Kat. as she leaves... Yeah. Oh, is it Kate? So anyways, <laughs> Kat leaves. <laughs> and then there's sirens that go off. And this is what Eli wanted to talk about. So... They're they're just in the middle of the city, and, like, the siren is going through people's phones, it's going through the streets, and then everyone is going to go shelter, right? So they follow their Godzilla protocols, they head into the basements, Um, and uh, and then this is when uh, Kate's trauma really hits, and and we see what was happening to her on G-Day. So wait, wait, before we dive into her trauma... What was it a Godzilla attack? What triggers this alarm? Uh, it was a false alarm. False alarm. Um, to test, just to make sure the cattle will get where they need to go in time. Right. I mean, the people. It's hard to say if it's a test or if it's they did get a, some kind of signal somewhere and they just said, let's just gather. Uh, just in know, case. Just yeah. in case because we're still unsure about things. Right. Yeah, that's true. At, uh, so her flashback. So it's 2014 Godzilla's fight in the Mutos. Those parasite dudes that look like kind of like the Titan Locust. Yep. And she's on a bus filled with... Uh, it's like a bus to get people out of the city, and it's filled with kids, and she's like helping them get out of the city. And they're on the bridge. I think that's the Golden Gate Bridge. Is that what that is? The one that crosses San Francisco, San Francisco Bay, yeah. Yep, that one. So they're on that bridge when he's fighting. And just just to be clear, in the flashback, you even see it. The jets fire missiles at Godzilla first. The, yeah. The then he breaks the bridge. Fire missiles at Godzilla first. That's funny. Then he breaks the bridge. 
Um, and so she opens the back door of the bus, gets out, starts helping people get out, but only like four of the 20 kids on the bus get out and the rest fall. Whoa. Yeah. So anytime she hears the word Godzilla, anytime she hears a siren, anytime she sees a picture of him, that's what she remembers. So that's why, like, and in, in, when the uh, siren starts going off and she's, like, cramped in there, she starts freaking out. Yeah, she has a full-blown panic attack in there. Um, and then we're going to do a flashback to uh, 1959. Uh, this is the first flashback in this show, minus the Bill Randa one at the beginning. So this is where we meet uh, Kiko. This is the grandmother of Kentaro, the boy we just met, right. and... Kate, Randa? In here. Not cat, apparently. And Bill Randa. Uh, and then Lee Shaw's an army brat here. Um, Who's Lee Shaw? They're all... It sounds familiar, but... He is played by... Uh, what's his name? Russell... Kurt Russell and his son. Right. And so, in the flashback, it's the son. In the present day, it's... Uh, it's Kurt Russell. Um, Lee Shaw, is he in any of the movies? That name sounds familiar. No, not yet. Okay. So they're driving somewhere because they got a, an alert. They've been working together for a while by this point, 1959. Um, and they want to prove that the network is real, whatever that means. What's, uh, they want to prove their insane theories. What is the network? From from context, it sounds like the network of the uh, Hollow Earth. Okay, okay, yeah, because that Bill Randa was investigating Hollow Earth. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So it could mean something else, but based off of what they're doing and what's going on in the time period and who who it is, that's my best guess. So, are you talking about when you say the network? Are you talking about the squiggle pattern across the Earth? I'm talking about that's what they called it. Okay. So, so Bill Randa, when they're talking, like let's let's prove our insane theories are real. Let's prove the network's real. That was like a direct quote. Okay. And so they go and they're when they're talking to this, they're in somewhere in Russia, and they meet like a little kid, and he they are talking to him, and he's got like a gun pointed at him and all this fun stuff. And he's saying that the nuclear reaction is a false alarm to keep people away. And they're like, well, what actually is there? Like, why, why are you trying to keep people away? And the kid says it's because it, the, the, the lore or the urban myth is that they, they burnt, the government burned a hole all the way to hell. Which, if we know anything about Godzilla, or I mean, excuse me, Kong Island or Skull Island, uh, a cavern all the way to hell is how they described where the skull crawlers oh, came from. Oh, that's the exact wording. Because I was like, I was, I, you know, I was like, I can imagine that's how you describe that hole. But that's that's exactly how they describe it—a hole all the way to hell. Yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. All right. Is that it? Is are those our lore points for the first one? Those would be our main lore points for episode one. All right. Then uh, let's wrap this one up here. Do we have a treasure room question? What kind of precautions would you Ooh. try to set up in a post G Day world? This, oh, that's an interesting one. That's a good question. Like, as the government, because there's there's that like defenses style, but the also what kind of things would you tell the public to try and keep them complicit or safe? Yeah, yeah. We would talk about our G Day protocols 
after, I mean, not after, in the treasure room. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We have mentioned in the past that if you go to the Patreon page, we have collections of all the different worlds and pieces of lore we have covered. For example, if you want everything we have ever done about Baldur's Gate, from the invention of D&D to Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that, you can find individual collections for all of those, or just one big collection containing all of Baldur's Gate or all of D&D. So everything we have covered, everything we've covered, Eberron, Marvel, DC, Alien Zooniverse, Cyberpunk, Dune, and more. We have collections for each of those worlds. And I do want to mention that on the Patreon, the only thing behind the subscription is the Treasure Room content. Anything that has been released in the podcast for free is still free there. It is just a better organization of the information that the podcast app doesn't let us do. They are just a big list and you just got to type in your search words. On the Patreon, there are tags for everything. You got Fantasy, D&D, Creature Features, Baldur's Gate 1, Baldur's Gate 2, Dark Alliance, all of that. Just an individual tag for those episodes. And as I said, we do have collections just to make this as easy as possible to find what you're looking for. We have learned in the past that a lot of people who listen to the floor, they're interested in one or two of the worlds. And they may check out one or two of the episodes when we switch worlds. But they're really just mostly interested in that. So we just want to like consolidate everything you're looking for to make it just as easy as possible to access. So... Check that out just to make your life easier. And uh, we are working at making sure you can download any of the free episodes there. So even if you're going to lose Wi-Fi or connection, you can get the episodes you want before that happens. Or just not burn your data while you're traveling to and from work or whatever else is you do while you listen. And uh, thank you. I hope you continue to enjoy the show.